Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney here, the host of How They Love Mary. Lent will be here before you know it. Ash Wednesday is March 2nd, and many Catholics like to undertake spiritual reading during the season of Lent, and oftentimes that's in a daily devotional book. If you wish to pray with Mary's messages and listen to her voice and then begin to live them in your life, then A Lenten Journey with Mother Mary that I wrote a few years ago is the perfect book for you. Learn about Mary's many apparitions and the messages she spoke to children and adults alike. You just won't be reading about the apparitions, but you'll be putting into action Mary's message in your own life. A Lenten Journey with Mother Mary is available from Sophia Institute Press or wherever you buy Catholic books. Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you are listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Today, I have a very unique episode planned for all of you. I am speaking with a Twitter follower of mine who tagged me in a post back uh, in November. Some of you might be familiar with Spotify and how they do the Spotify unwrapped. And basically they tell you, this was your number one song for the year. And then here are the other songs ranked by how often you've listened to them. They kind of break open how long you've listened to something. So you've listened to this 3,000 minutes. Well, that's a long time, for example. So anyways... One of the individuals on Twitter tagged me and said that my podcast was their number one listened to podcast for the year. And I would just was kind of shocked by that, that I would be the number one podcast that someone listened to. Uh, because there are lots of other podcasts out there you could be listening to, you should be listening to, but honored that this was uh, an individual who listens to How They Love Mary and loves the show. And uh, on Twitter, uh, the name Kirby, handle at Bookshelf Elf. And uh, grateful to have him on today to sh just talk a little bit about the show, How They Love Mary, and how we found it, and other questions uh, may be helpful to me going forward as I plan the next episodes of How They Love Mary. So welcome, Kirby. Thanks for having me on, Father. Well, it's great to talk with you. And, you know, sometimes when you kind of blindly reach out to someone uh, like me, I said, hey, you should be a guest on the show. You you immediately said, yes, I'm very interested. And so we went back and forth and we found a time to have this conversation. So thanks for agreeing to it. And my very first question, I think, would be, how did you discover this podcast, How They Love Mary? Well, um, that's kind of interesting. I, I believe it was um, recommended by Spotify because I was listening to uh, another podcast by Catherine Blanner. Um, hers is, um, what was it called? Um, Thoughts I Should Keep to Myself. Okay. Uh, which has, it has kind of, it's not overtly Catholic, but it, in her words, it forms the kind of background to her show. But, um, and basically, I think yours was recommended. Interesting. Okay, and that's how sometimes you find shows. And now, admittedly, I don't use Spotify to listen to podcasts. I listen to a good number of podcasts. There's a few that I try to listen to on a daily basis. And 
others that, you know, as they come out weekly, I, they're a priority for me to listen to. And so it is interesting because I'll go on Apple Podcasts and then I'll scroll down and I'll be like, well, based on this, other podcasts you would recommend. And so it's always interesting to see what they have for the show, How They Love Mary. So if I go to Apple Podcasts at this very moment and look at their recommendations, it's kind of good company that I'm keeping uh, as they recommend. So they recommend All Things Catholic with Dr. Edward Sri. They recommend Father Mike Schmitz, his homily podcast, or The Bible in a Year, The Jeff Caven Show. So a lot of ascension. Ask Father Josh, The Road to Emmaus with Scott Hahn, Poco a Poco Podcast, The Catholic Talk Show, Pints with Aquinas, Abiding Together, Godsplaining, St. Faustina's Diary in a Year, and The Word on Fire Show. So those are just some of the different shows that are recommended if you go to How They Love Mary. And I think sometimes it might be based upon how an individual, so like all of the different listeners who listen on Apple Podcasts to How They Love Mary, well, they might be listening to some of these other Catholic shows, and so that's why they show up there. It might be that. But this is one of the things, too, to mention. It's so important for people to rate and to review on whatever platform you listen on because that's how you end up in the algorithm of recommended shows. And then people like Kirby find the show and listen to it 43 episodes this year for a total of 1,320 minutes, which is, if you do the math, 22 hours. So that's how much How They Love Mary he's listened to this past year. And I'm curious, do you find the show this year or did you find it last year? Have you been listening longer than a year? Um, well, it's, it's interesting. I think I um, founded it late last year and into it at work um, because back then I was working very early in the morning and was, um, you know, it helped, you know, move things along in, in the day. So, um, there's that, but um, I haven't been able to listen to it recently because my headphones died. So we need to get you some new headphones. <laughs> Put that yeah. on your Christmas list. Oh, oh, definitely. But um, you know, now I just you know listen to it when I can in my room, among other podcasts and music. So, what what are some of the other podcasts you listen to, if you don't mind me asking? Beside the one that well, you already uh, mentioned. Uh, well, um. I don't know if uh, Catherine Blanner is still producing her show, but um, I also listened to, well, recently I, I finished uh, Radioactive, which is, it's about, um, I lost his name, uh, Father Charles Coughlin, um, the radio priest in the early 20th century. It's more of a history of him. It's an archive um, show. Or do, was it actually Father Coughlin himself or... Um, yeah, I'm was, very um, familiar with him from studying church history. Yeah, it's a, it's it's about his sort of rise and downfall, and you know, flirtation with kind of fascist ideas, or not even flirtation, really. It's you know, it's pretty overt about it, but um, it sort of chronicles his life. Um, I thought that one was very interesting, and I'm just about to finish uh, the rise and fall of Mars Hill, which sort of chronicles. That the saga of Mark Driscoll. Okay. From a few years ago. Okay. So uh, I kind of like I, I like documentaries and 
documentary documentary podcast. So sure, sure. You know, I've listened to a few of those. Um, there was this one missing on September 11th that I listened to, which was trying to find this one woman who uh, had gone missing the night of September 10th, maybe. And everyone thinks she died on 9/11. That she must have died in the in the terrorist attack back in 2001. But some are trying to argue, well, maybe she just used this as an opportunity to begin her life over. You know, so that's kind of, that's one show that I listened or listened to the entirety. And so when you say I'm just finishing, that means, okay, you've been listening from the first to the last. And so there, it's a series. And, you know, as you mentioned, like a documentary style, whereas mine, How They Love Mary, is more of an interview. And you never know what you're going to get from week to week. There's not always a theme. I am thinking about doing a thematic one for Lent, actually, on apparitions, which I guess coincides with my book, A Lenten Journey with Mother Mary, of course. But uh, my idea for the Lent one was, I really want to understand Our Lady of America. And just this past year, or maybe last year, uh, sometime recently, there was this big news that the bishops investigated Our Lady of America and basically said, we don't know if this was real or not, or they made some statement that wasn't favorable towards it. So I kind of want to speak to some devotees of Our Lady of America and try to get their defense and try to understand everything about this apparition and and kind of study it with them. And I was thinking that might make for a nice little Lenten series um, as I said, because I have a book on Marian apparitions for Lent, and I don't cover Our Lady of America, but uh, that could be a little series that I do. Uh, for me, uh-huh. I I love the interview-based podcasts. I listen to Charlie Behrens, who's a comedian. Uh, he's got the Kripescast. He's from Wisconsin, so it's kind of like a Midwest humor podcast. But he'll bring on individuals from Wisconsin. So uh, a lot of my podcasts are more secular, just because I spend so much time in religion and talking about religion with others. But I do try to follow some religious podcasts as well. Well, well um, you know, I had this uh, professor in college. She uh, she taught. Yeah, um, literature from the Elizabethan age, the first Elizabethan age, and she made the comment. She said, "People think that English professors go home and we read this stuff at home." It's like, no, I go home and I read trash novels. <laughs> so I, I, I guess it's kind of the same thing. It's like you know, you need a need a kind of a break every once in a while from the the heavy reading or whatever. Yeah. So I have over a hundred episodes, and if I go to my little How They Love Mary, it'll tell us. So this episode we're going to release at the end of January. We are recording it on December 10th, and as of today, there are 117 episodes of How They Love Mary. Of course, by the time this releases, there will be several more uh, added to it. Uh, out of the 117 episodes, and granted, you probably haven't listened to some of the more recent ones, uh, is, are there any shows that you listen to that kind of stand out in your mind that you're like, that was a really good conversation Father Edward had with whatever guest it was? Um, well, some of them I liked were uh, with Patrice. Um I'm not sure how oh, to Mac pronounce Oh, Father Arthur or something yeah. like that. She spoke about Our yeah. Lady of La Salette. That was one of the earlier ones. And, um, mm-hmm. and that was a show that I – basically, I was pretty irregular with uh, releasing podcasts. But when COVID happened in 2020, 
I said, I'm going to do a show every week. And during COVID, I started doing two shows a week and putting out more regular content, which really helped to build the podcast and to build an audience. And, and so I do remember that interview. But tell me more. What did you like about that one? I guess uh, Our Lady of La Salette was kind of a, a new apparition that I was interested in. Um, you know, as part of trying to... I'm, I'm actually a Catholic convert. I okay. actually converted on... Um, in on Easter of 2020, a very interesting time to convert. <laughs> yeah, but, um, for sure. But um, obviously, being Catholic, it's a good thing to sort of have a devotion to uh, the Blessed Mother. So I was trying to do that. In some ways, I still am. So, but uh, I was really interested in Our Lady of La Salette, and I actually purchased her book uh, after. Uh, that's uh, Patrice Patrice MacArthur's book after. Um, her interview with you. Well, interesting. Your interview with her. Well, that's great. And so, um, any other shows that that come to mind? Um, the one with uh, Richard May on Nicholas Black Black Elk. I guess uh, Blessed Nicholas Black Elk. I mean, uh, that was a very. I was very interested in that one because it was so far beyond, or so far outside of what you normally hear on Catholic podcasts. Sure. Um, I mean. I don't know how many Catholic podcasts I listen to, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of conversation about, you know, Catholicism in Native American communities. So that was very, uh, that was very, that was, that was a very engaging episode. I thought. Well, interesting. And Richard May is a friend of mine, so I belong to the Mariological Society of America. So it's a, a group of scholars that study the Blessed Mother. And he is a regular attendee of our gatherings and meetings. And uh, the day we're recording this, we have a virtual event in the afternoon, which maybe he'll show up at. And anyways, um, yeah, he, he gave a paper on Nicholas Black Elk at a, one of our conferences. And I said, well, I've never heard of him. And he, he made the connection that, you know, he maybe had an apparition of Our Lady. And I said, oh, well, I think that we should talk about this. Uh, and so to give him a little platform to share about Nicholas Black Elk and his popularity actually has been growing, Nicholas Black Elk, that is. And um, Richard May has done a great job to do that in his own way, especially among the Lakota Indians. But then uh, I know John Sweeney, who's an author, uh, wrote a kind of a biography of Nicholas Black Elk that people have been talking about that he shares. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I was really fond of this Nicholas Black Elk, I'd say, because of his connection to being a catechist and looking at the champion apparition in Wisconsin, uh, then uh, Our Lady tells Adele to gather the children, teach them what they need to know for salvation. So, so catechesis and being a teacher is really important. And I really kind of liked the connection between those two things. And yeah, that was a neat little story to share. So um yeah, actually, those are some of the earlier episodes of How They Love Mary that you referenced. So so the two episodes that you mentioned are both episode 10 and episode 11. So so again, you're an individual that went back from the beginning and started listening um, forward. So 
which is a very interesting style because I often wonder when someone finds a new podcast, and especially in this style, an interview-based podcast, for me, I just start at the most recent. Whenever I discover a new podcast, I'll just listen to their most recent episode, whatever it is. I don't always go back right to the beginning. So it's interesting that that was your style of uh, going back. Well, it's um, whenever I start a, a podcast or any, any, even a TV series on Netflix, I, you know, there's always this kind of lethargic feeling. It's like, I don't know about this, it's, but I uh, decide whether or not I like it or continue it. So that's how, that's how that goes. Well, 43 episodes in, you decided to continue listening to How They Love Mary. So that's great. That's a great honor for me to know that that's, uh, you know, that was your feeling that, okay, I could keep listening to this. So you must like the style of interview or or just the content being presented. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, um, One more episode I enjoyed. I think it was episode 35, uh, Father Joe... Larami, oh it yeah, on, yeah. He um, was on Ignatian, yeah, Spir- Ignatian Ignatius spirituality. spirituality. Yeah. Um, there was there was one part in that kind of episode that really stuck with me. It was um, either you or he referenced, you know, when you meditate on certain mysteries of the Rosary, Ignatius would uh, or saying Ignatius would say, you know, try to imagine, you know, Jesus appearing for the Blessed Mother after his resurrection. Um, some some version like that. I'm not sure if you remember that or not. But Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So he would say, St. Ignatius and Father Laramie, who teaches this then, he says, you know, place yourself in the scene, try to understand uh, tr- what do you see, what do you hear, what do you smell, you know, engaging the senses, really. So um, definitely. And, and that is a powerful way So of prayer, of imaginative prayer, as St. Ignatius would have put it, which he proposed in his spiritual exercises, of, um, um, which is a four-week program of, of a retreat, a 30-day retreat, which has been condensed for many people into a three-day retreat, into a day of reflection, etc. So uh, it is a very powerful way to pray, and, and happy that that spoke to you, and that um, hopefully as you've prayed the rosary, that's been something that's been helpful to you as well. Um, definitely. I mean, I have difficulty, uh, meditating, so it's always trying kind of trying to, you know, sort of figure out, okay, how do I do this? But, um, <laughs> as long as I guess I overthink it to a certain degree, but, uh, that has helped. So great. My mind tends to wander in prayer. So, <laughs> yeah. Another little helpful tool, and I often talk about this is that St. Louis de Montfort recommended inserting a phrase after the name of Jesus in the Hail Mary prayer. So, you know, if you're reflecting on the Annunciation, you could pray, Thy womb, Jesus, announced by the angel. Thy womb, Jesus, conceived by the Holy Spirit. Thy womb, Jesus, Son of the Most High, or whatever. So you kind of just put a little phrase there. And I only say that because you use the word wandering. And St. Louis de Montfort said, To curb the distraction of the wandering mind. That was his, wor- his words there as he spoke about this method of praying the rosary. With 117 episodes as of today of our recording and going forward, and this is kind of an interesting episode because here I am talking to you, uh, a super fan, we could say 43 episodes in the year according to Spotify. And 
for me, I'm able to share a little bit about kind of how the show works. You get to learn a little bit about that, but I'm sharing that with everybody who's going to listen. And so we think about guests and I, how do I find guests? This is a weekly show. How do you find weekly guests on these things? And so a lot of times, and you might have picked up on this, a lot of times publishers will send me a book and they'll say, well, will you interview this author? And so that'll be one way that I get a guest or maybe someone will be recommended. A few shows as of late, I've mentioned that I uh, found on social media a post or something they wrote or an event that they did and I just wanted to talk about it with them. And so that's another way. Uh, sometimes I have movie producers on for a film that's coming out and so I'll meet with them uh, and in advance. So a lot of times it's promotion, but some of the times I just love the basic conversations that you're able to have with someone and uh, where, where I'm not selling a product, where I'm not saying, go get this book. Even though you went and got Patrice MacArthur's book on Our Lady of La Salette, sometimes I just enjoy the lovely conversations that just kind of flow. But so this was a long lead in to asking this question. So out of all the people I've interviewed, you've shared some of the episodes you found most interesting. Is there someone in the future that you would hope that I would interview and that I would do a show with? Uh, that's kind of a difficult question uh, <laughs> um, because it's like, well, I don't know if my recommendations would be any good, but uh well, try have you ever me. heard of um, uh, Sister Anne of Yahweh? I have not heard of Sister Anne of Yahweh, no. Well, um, she runs a YouTube channel called Marian News. Oh, and, really? Yeah, as I understand it, she um, was a discalced Carmelite, and she, she's now starting a new religious order. Um, this is just what I read or remembered, but... She has a whole YouTube series on various Marian apparitions, and uh, I thought that was uh, very—it uh, was very helpful early on. Interesting. Um, I did pull—I did find so. something about her. I just Googled her real quick. So, um, yeah, I'll have to do a little study um, and see if she might be uh, worthy worthy of asking. Uh, that's just you know the first name that popped into my head. Okay. How they love Mary. (laughs) Sure, sure, definitely. Well, that's great. Um, Let me look at our questions here. You know, well, maybe I'll say, I've tried to get some people. So it's interesting. A lot of times it's always a yes. Usually I don't get declined often. But when I do get declined, it's usually bigger names. So I won't say any of the bigger names that I've said no, but um, I'll write them and I'll pitch an episode. And and uh, there was one that I pitched and I thought it'd be a great episode and didn't, well, I did hear back. And basically, no, I'm not taking on any extra engagements and then I saw more things that the person was doing the next week, but that's all right. Or, or sometimes you send, you know, I send the invitation and I'm like, oh, would you do this? And then you just never really hear back. So, um, yeah, that's what happens. But that, that's what happens as you have a show and, and, and interview people that people say yes, people say no. I typically, as an interviewee, so people call me and be like, hey, will you do this? I'm 
usually always say yes. It would be a very rare occasion that I would say no, just because I realize how people have helped me, especially when I've asked to have them on my show. And so I'm like, well, now let me be a guest on yours and I can help you as well. So um, yeah, it is a, a special uh, relationship that gets forged uh, between uh, guests uh, and the interviewers. So um, yeah, I'll take a look into Sister Anne and if anybody ever has a recommendation of, of a guest, anybody who's listening, feel free to recommend, feel free to send an email or message me, find me on social media, and I will happily consider uh, having them. So, um, oh, um, oh, I just wanted to also recommend uh, maybe Catherine Blanner. Um, sure. And, and these are two people you mentioned that I have no familiarity with. So, um, which is nice because now I'm, I'm being introduced to others, and so then you know hopefully through this platform, then I can inter- then I can help others become aware of them as well. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting because one of there there's several major factors that happened in my conversion, but one of them was encountering the faith, you know, through the new media, through you know the internet, YouTube, Spotify. Um, because uh, where I live, there's not a heavy Catholic presence, so it's kind of hard to, you know, sort of catch it in, um, you know, when you're out and about, I guess, or sort of encounter it, I guess. Sure, sure. And, and that is the gift, as you mentioned, to use the new media. And we we can think of some of the great pioneers today, like Bishop Robert Barron has been a pioneer of the new media. He was on YouTube before it was popular, before it was cool. He was engaging with people, having conversations um, with atheists and such uh, back in the day and engaging you know, with Reddit and things like that. So that's just one example that I can think of. We have the classical examples of Fulton Sheen and Patrick Payton and Father Daniel Lord and all of these different uh, priests uh, of ages gone past who engaged the media and were effective. And so now we have that today. And there's a great wellspring of so many different people. And, you know, How They Love Mary might not be the show for everybody. And so that's why you listen to some other show. And then you... Uh, then you're influenced by those in, individuals and by that podcast. And I think podcasts are, are a great gift uh, that we're able to talk about the faith and share it, as you said, uh, in this new medium. So, Well, um, th- there is one thing I'd like to, to say. Um, there are a lot of, I guess you could say, bad faith actors or dishonest actors out there, even in the realm of Catholic media. And, you know, there was a point in time where, you know, well, it's pretty easy to sort of get fall down a rabbit hole if you're kind of not careful. So that, that's another reason why I really appreciate your show is that, um, you know, it is what it, it is as you present it. Um, there's no you know, hidden agenda behind it. Sure, sure. Yeah, we can think of maybe even some extreme conservatives or extreme liberals that you might be referencing. I've only had, in my opinion, I've only had one controversial guest on the show. I I won't mention the name or episode. You could just scroll through and find it. But, But I didn't think that anything in that show, nothing was said that was unorthodox. And I thought that the 
book the individual wrote made a great contribution. I had reviewed it. I looked at it and I said, there's nothing bad here. So why can't we have a conversation about this topic? You know, so um, I, I, I was careful to stray from different um, topics and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm sure some people might look in the look in the list of episodes and and some maybe now poo poo me because of it. But you know, look at everybody else that I've had. And so, um, yeah, it, that's an interesting, you know, guests are, you know, guests come, I'm trying to think how to say it. They come with their own baggage. Basically. That's yeah, that's exactly the line I was going to say. <laughs> guests come with their own baggage. So, and, and you either can say no to them or you could say, yes, you know, I just wrote a new book and actually maybe this is a nice time to talk about it. So we're listening to How They Love Mary, and this whole idea of a podcast came because I wanted to write a book called How They Love Mary one day. And I said, well, why not have a podcast, which then will feed into an audience to write a book for? And so that's why How They Love Mary, the podcast, launched back in the day was in anticipation of a book. And so here I am. I've written the book, How They Love Mary. It's coming out, God willing, in April. You know, we'll see about paper shortage and all of this stuff and supply chain issues and things like that. But it's written. It's been edited. It's in process of being published and How They Love Mary. And that's the book. And I had 30 lessons in the book. And I basically was told two of the people I couldn't publish because they didn't like some of their baggage that they had. And I'm like, really? I think that they make great contributions. So it was like a point that I disagreed with. But I said, well, can I write two other ones? And they're like, well, if you write two other ones, it's going to delay the publication of your book. And if you want this out in April, then we just have to run with the 28. So I ran with the 28. It's what I had to do. But it's interesting how individuals can get canceled as we talk about canceling people in our culture today. Um, that even when you, because I acknowledged, I said, this person has baggage, but I don't think we should dismiss them because of who they were at the end of their life. But let's look at who they were at this moment in their life uh, that I wanted to focus on. I don't oppose controversy in uh, really any guest. Um, but yeah, I do think that, you know, if there, there are some occasions where if you're going to have a, somebody who's known for a controversial position, it, it, it does help to sort of, you know, confront them on that, basically, you know, kind of ask them the hard questions about that. Sure. About their, what, what, most, what they're most known for, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. I, I would imagine that if I go through with this series on Our Lady of America, that could be a bit controversial. Now, I believe that the devotion is still permissible. It's just calling into question some of the, the statements of the apparition or, or whatever. But that's why I want to explore it. Well, what is controversial about it? And why can't we, you know, what why is there still a movement of devotion to it? You know, there there are some other unapproved apparitions, uh, especially here in the United States, like Nasida. I don't know of anybody devoted to Our Lady of Nasida, but I do know people who are devoted to Our Lady of America and have a very sincere devotion. So um, that, you know, that's my question. It's why I want to explore it. I was talking about the book, How They Love Mary, and that's coming out in April. And maybe I'll just pitch this to you and you can tell me what you think um, is that my intention is, is that if there's 28 lessons, I was thinking about releasing 28 episodes 
focusing on each particular individual. So the book, How They Love Mary, is 28 profiles of marrying devotion of holy men and women, some saints, others who are maybe on the way to sainthood, others who just lived holy lives, and some are known, some are unknown, things like that. So so let's say day one is St. Damien of Molokai, because it is. And so um, I talked about St. Damien of Molokai. I'm going to have an expert join me, and we're going to just share about St. Damien of Molokai. So I'm going to do these episodes then, following the pattern of the book, How They Love Mary. My idea was to release a daily episode in the month of May, so May 1st through May 28th, and since there are two that got axed, but maybe we'll do two additional people at the end to carry out to end the month. So I'd release them daily, but then maybe I would take the entire summer off then and not have a show. What do you think? Um. I mean, it sounds good. I mean, it sounds really, really intense, like a really intensive month. So, (laughs) yeah. So, of course, a lot of it would be you'd have to pre record these things in advance and things like that, which, you know, was several months lead time. And I already have a list of everybody I want to interview. So, I don't know if the, I'm still toying with this, if the 30 days is too much, like putting it in people's things and then they get so far behind, or if maybe we do 28 weeks. But then I'm like, well, then we can't do anything else if we're going to do 28 weeks, right? So, I'm like, well, but because publishers will still send me books, other people will want to have. But then I guess you could do the the second show a week. You could do a Thursday show or something like that if you wanted, I guess. I'm I'm not sure. I'm still toying with what to do with it. You know, the idea is you'd read a chapter of the book a day. So why not have a corresponding podcast episode? You know, so still exploring, still trying to figure that out. Uh, How about here's a question for you as a avid listener, uh, listening to 48 episodes, 22 hours in the past year. uh, Any advice that you would give to me? as the host of the show, as an interviewer, anything you, you know, early on in the show, I used to do the Marian profile and I kind of just stopped because there were a few guests where I couldn't do it. I had only 20 minutes or whatever. And so I kind of just dropped the Marian profile, uh, which were the series of questions that I asked them like a rapid fire, which I really just stole from Tommy Ty when he had his Catholic hipster podcast that they would put them on the hot seat or the St. Lawrence roast, or I I forget what it was called, but um, that was kind of, I was stealing it from someone else. Anyways, the question, any advice you would give me, anything you miss, anything you hope I would do, or or even you could give constructive criticism and say, this is something you could do better. Um, Well, I, you know, I don't really know what about all the mechanics that they go into a podcast but um you know it's one of like i said i appreciate your show so i think you're doing a great job well that's um, great well thanks as of right as of as of right now i don't really have any uh recommendations because i do know it does take a lot of work to you know sort of put this all all together yeah, so, and actually, I'm a one-man show, so this is something that people don't realize either. So sometimes podcasters will hire people out that will do all the editing. So as we've been recording, I, I say, sometimes we'll edit that out. Um, that's just a note for me. I don't 
I haven't hired anyone just because it's cost prohibitive, I think, uh, to hire somebody to do it. Um, so, you know, I'll just edit the podcast on a Saturday morning if it's a lazy Saturday morning or whatever. Sometimes I edit podcasts when I'm on a plane. I'll put the audio on my computer and edit it. So, so yeah, I'm producing it myself. I'm, I'm uh, finding the guests and doing my own little show prep and all that. So, so it is, uh, you know, a little time consuming because basically what it comes down to is I record the episode. And then I listen to it a second time. So I listen to it again uh, to edit it. So I'm listening to every show twice then. Kind of reminds me of uh, you know, one of one of my priests. He uh, kind of, I think he said he gave like the same homily, was it four times? Is, you know, the, the Sunday or the Saturday vigil and then, you know, three times on Sunday. He says it's a, it's a lot to listen to. Again <laughs> again. Sure. That's funny. So you mentioned that you are a convert, and so as a convert, sometimes devotion to Mary is something that can be a hang-up. Uh, did you find that? How have you grown in your devotion to Mary, being a convert? Any questions you have about Mary that you would want to ask a priest who's an expert on Mary? Um, well, like you said, it, it, it was kind of a hang-up initially because there's really no... There's really no... Um, devotion like devotion to the blessed virgin mary anywhere else I mean, it's kind of one of the staples of catholicism um but you know uh, through a series of you know various books and experimenting with different devotions uh i guess you could say i'm still finding my way through it but it's but i enjoy it i enjoy praying the rosary i used to pray it every day i've since gotten very lazy with that. I need to do better, but sure, sure. There are different tools that I found to help people pray the rosary for me. Um, you know, actually, um, again, we're recording this in December and every day on Facebook right now in December, I've been doing a daily advent calendar and it's a advent calendar of coffee from a local coffee place. So they put together all the different beans that they, they put together 25 different bags of coffee, little, you know, two ounce bags or whatever. And so every day now I've been kind of doing a little show where I call it wake up with Mary. And so I talk about the coffee, anything else on the day. And then uh, we pray the rosary. And so for me, that's helpful. I love praying the rosary in the morning as opposed to like just trying to fit it in somewhere else. So it's been great for me to do that for the people online. And I'm sure that for my followers on Facebook, this is something that they appreciate. But on Instagram, there's a person um, or two ladies, they lead the rosary every day and they bring on high profile Catholics to pray with them. It's called One Hail Mary at a Time, I think, or many Hail Marys at a time. I forget. So um, I, I'm actually going to be on there December 12th, uh, leading the rosary on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So, you know, there are these different tools if we want to pray the rosary, if we're lazy, as you said. Um, you know, sometimes just social media can help us pray I, or getting an app. I I had on Kevin Matthews on the show a, a, a while back, and he was a radio personality from Chicago and he has broken Mary, and it's an app of him praying the rosary, and he is helping so many people pray the rosary better. So anyways, those are just a few thoughts, I guess, uh, uh, about that. So 
Yeah, I think we grow into our Marian devotion. Interesting what you said, you know, Protestants don't have a lot of devotion to Mary. And really, it's Christmas time that they have some devotion to Mary, that we're not afraid to acknowledge Mary around the incarnation of Christ being born. So so that's always a good starting point um, for those who are looking from the outside in to Catholicism and wanting to look at Mary. Well, just focus on who she is as mother, because that's why she's important. True, true. Uh, I will say that, you know, I have... Um... <laughs> An admiration, I guess. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a full devotion to um, you know Our Lady of La Salette and Our Lady of Fatima and Our Lady of the Rosary. So that's that's helped. Um, those are three of my favorite devotions. Well, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, as you continue to progress in the faith and deepen your faith and come to a greater knowledge of it, there will be other ways that you become devoted to Mary, and uh, that's why you know. I love the book that's coming out in April, How They Love Mary. I want to show people that devotion to Mary wasn't a cookie-cutter thing, that a lot of these holy men and women took to different devotions over others, and that's really what I wanted to display. Like, how can you be devoted to Mary? Well, let this holy person inspire you then. Yeah, um, you know, I, think it was, I think it was somebody on Twitter who said, you know, part of being Catholic is you, you sort of need to cultivate a certain devotion um, there are many, so you know, like you know, the devotion to the holy face and and uh, the precious blood. Sure. And and like uh, the you know the rosary is, I don't really want to say it's pushed, but it's sort of put out there a lot because there's a lot of resources about it. I think I think it's it's almost like a, a rite of passage for many Catholic YouTubers to sort of have an instructional video on how to pray the rosary. Yeah, definitely, and. I think, too, you know, as you mentioned, the different devotions. Well, the church gives us a devotion for June, the Sacred Heart, July, the Precious Blood, you know, August, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, or whatever it is, right? So so each month has kind of a designation. And so it's kind of saying, well, if you don't want to be devoted to the Sacred Heart every Friday, well, then just look at it during the month of June and maybe foster a devotion to the Sacred Heart then. So the monthly devotions can bring balance to our devotional life. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, Kirby, it's been great to talk with you. Great to speak with someone who's actually listening to a lot of the older shows, um, as you as you mentioned, some of the earlier ones from, from before. And uh, I hope that uh, you'll be able to catch up, that you'll continue to follow the show, listen to it uh, in the new year ahead. And maybe next year you'll tag me again and say that I'm your number one most listened to show. It'd be an honor to have that be uh, in the second year in a row. So so thanks for listening and thanks for being a guest. Now you can say if you've never been a guest on a podcast that you've been a guest on the podcast on a podcast. So thanks so much for for listening and for being here today. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And do you tweet out content? Should people go over there and follow you? Um, I mean, they can. Uh, I I won't object. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those. My my Twitter is kind of. I guess it's uh, chaotic neutral to a certain degree. <laughs> okay, and, but, uh, and maybe just to, tell me a little bit about your handle, a bookshelf elf. You obviously like to read. I take it. I do. I do. Um, it's just uh, kind of a play on, you know, elf on a shelf, sort of. 
Oh, sure. Will your will your handle change after Christmas then, or no? Oh no, this is a uh, this is probably the most original thing I ever wrote. Okay, that Twitter handle. Okay, <laughs> well that's great. Well, people could go over and give you a follow if they feel so inclined. And uh, you've been the guest today on How They Love Mary because I call you a super fan since you ranked How They Love Mary the number one podcast, listening twenty two hours in the past year. So thanks, thanks again for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you'd like to follow me on social media, I'd encourage you to do so. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at the handle at FR Edward Looney. You can visit my website, edwardlooney.com, to learn more about my books and to acquire them from the publisher. And if you have enjoyed the podcast, please do me a favor and review the podcast. Rate it on Apple Podcasts and write a review because that will help others to find it as well. Until next time, may we remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless. Mm -hmm.